This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. Hello. It's our second show, live show of 2022. Um, Mark, how are you doing saying 2022 so far? No trip ups yet. This so far in my life, 2021, 20, 22, it's all the same. I don't really care. It's all like just, you know, the crap times, but it's really the best of times for us because we've had such an amazing time to launch this podcast, to grow our other podcast, Jill on Money, to have a community like you guys have provided for us. So it's been really great just amid an overall crap time. Would you think that that's the right term, Mark, crapo? Uh, crapo, yeah. For the past couple of years, crapo, yeah? Crapo, yeah, that's good. I think that's good. Uh, we are here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. We're here to try to answer your financial questions. And if you've got a burning issue, it can be your personal finance. It could just be that you have a question about something small and what you think is not that significant. And maybe you just want another set of eyes or two sets of eyes and ears to help you out. We'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact button. While you're on that website on jillonmoney.com, just do this. Why don't you bookmark it and tell us what you think about the new, beautiful, beautiful. And Mark, I can't say it enough. Were you surprised when I was felling about the website? I wrote to both you and Karen directly and I said how great a job you guys did. It's amazing. I had nothing to do with it, really. You guys did a great job. You only saw it when I was ready to go. Well, I know. Mark did hide it from me. But there's immense trust that I have in you. So you did a lot of the you did a lot of that groundwork and I appreciate that. I always appreciate Mark. Okay. And I appreciate you all, and I appreciate our listener, Camille, who's on the line from Southern California, regaling us with how chilly it is in the 60s in Southern California. So damn you, Camille. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Mark and Jill. I just want to thank you guys so much. My husband and I love listening to both of your shows every day and discussing them in our kitchen while we wrangle our two little ones. So um, let me ask you a question. Wasn't it a joy to start hearing Mark's voice on a regular basis? It really was. I That's why I um, I personally prefer one of the shows over the other just for that reason alone. I know. Of course, everyone likes it. If you listen to Eye on Money, then you don't know how good you have it. But if you go to the other show, it's like, oh, but that's how I got him to agree to do a second podcast. <laughs> I basically said, you have to be on the air with me. Camille, Camille is now my favorite listener. <laughs> Camille is the favorite listener of this moment. He's very fickle and uh, it could change. So Camille, how's life in Southern California? Pretty nice, huh? It is. The weather is great. But yes, like 
I agree how you said crap year has been a whirlwind. How many kids? You said you had two kids. How old are they? We have two. We have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Ooh, you're busy. Mark's having a tough time with his kid, his two-and-a-half-year-old. Is that right, two-and-a-half, Mark? Two years, seven months. After after sleeping beautifully, Vanessa, for the first couple of years of his life, he's all of a sudden decided he doesn't want to sleep. Oh, yeah, that's typical. You just add one more child to the mix just so that they, you have some company, some more company. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to do the second kid, little baby Jill. All right, Camille. You got a husband, you got you. How old are you guys and what's going on? Uh, so I am 38 and my husband is 37. Um, we're calling mostly to first see if we're on track for retirement. And then we, unfortunately, my, my mother passed away in June of oh. this, uh, 2021. And so we have uh, a bit of inheritance coming in. And so we want to make sure we're making the wise choices with that. Oh, I am so sorry. So much loss also in these last two years, right? Ugh, it's awful. Yeah, it's um, just awful. loss for sure. Uh, okay. So you guys both work? We do. Um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher and my husband's an engineer. Together we make about 250000 a year and then um, with uh, an added uh, bonus of about fifteen to twenty k a year. That's great. Fantastic. Um, are you, what, what do you teach? Are you, um, you know, in elementary, middle, high school, college? What are you? Yeah. So I'm at a high school where we serve at-risk youth. Uh, they're at risk for either not graduating or for other, um, you know, life events that have happened to them. Uh, so I actually teach 11th and 12th graders and I teach uh, economics history and personal finance. Holy smokes, you're right in our wheelhouse. Thank goodness. Oh, boy. I'm glad. I I mean, if you think we're doing a good job, that's good because you're you're a pro. This is fantastic. I try to teach fundamentals that you teach your audience. Oh, that's awesome. So you live in Southern California. Do you own your home? We do. Yes. How much would you say it's worth? It's worth about a million dollars. And we owe about 630000 Did you buy it recently? Is this something you've owned for a while and um, in refinance? What's the story behind the house a little bit? We actually bought it at January 2020. So, really? Yeah, right at <laughs> a very weird time. Um, and we just, we refinanced. We're on year two of a 20-year loan at 2.75% interest. Oh, my God. You refinanced to shave time off? Yeah, at that time, I guess maybe we weren't listening to you heavily, but we kind of were, we just wanted to be more aggressive, maybe, I don't know, just for secu- for our own security purposes, but we're open to <laughs> suggestions. We're not touching that now. Don't okay. make extra payments. Do not make extra payments, okay? Please. Now, tell me about the retirement accounts. Yes. Okay. So we have um, in traditional retirement accounts, which include old uh, accounts and current ones, uh, we have 485000 in traditional. In uh, Roth retirement accounts, which include our current uh, contributions for our current employers, we have 155000 Oh, that's fantastic. And are you going to be entitled to get a pension if you put in enough time? I am. Conservatively, it will be about $60,000 a year. That's great. So those are your retirement accounts. And I also worked uh, 15 years in the private sector. So Mm -hmm. 
I'm not sure how it works in California, but I might be entitled to some of my social security as well. But I know there's some rules sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have this thing called the windfall elimination provision, but you, I think you might get it actually. I'm interested to see. You will have to see. You have to, that's going to be a, a further conversation with social security, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are both maxing out your retirement accounts. Um, I am maxing out uh, my Roth 403B and my husband is, he's doing 8% into his Roth 401k, about 15,000 a year. And and he gets a 3% match from his employer. Okay. And with you maxing and him almost maxing, um, we'll talk about why he's not maxing. How's your cash flow? We're doing well. We we spend about 11,000 thousand a month uh, just because of childcare and tuition and mortgage. Um, mm-hmm. But um, we're, we're very comfortable. Great. Um, he, just, he kind of reduced it a little bit just because we, we just wanted to add maybe a little bit more to our brokerage account. But Ah, so let's talk about the brokerage account. What's in there? We have an emergency fund of about six months. So it's about $65,000. And then uh, we have a brokerage account, which uh, is at 40000 right now. And we're contributing... 750 a month towards that. Any accounts for the five and three year old 529s? Yeah, um, we have for our five year old, we have $64,000. Wow. And for the three year old, we have 44000 Holy smokes. <laughs> Mark, how do you like those numbers? I like them. Mm-hmm. One more thing we have, and I think that's everything, is uh, we have some short term funds. Uh, for like home improvements and vacation. And we have about 30,000 in that account. In general, are you using index funds? Are you using managed funds? How are you doing individual securities? Uh, They're index funds. Great. And are you generally aggressive because you're in your 30s? Like what's your risk appetite? We're, you know, we're kind of a foot in both worlds. So we have about 60% in US stock index, 10% small market index, 15% 15% non-U.S. index and 15% U.S. bond index. That sounds perfect. So as you look forward, tell me a little bit about your aspirations around retirement and where you think you're going and how long you want to work and those kinds of sort of big life goals. Yeah. So for the time being, I mean, we're both pretty comfortable and stable in our jobs. Um, I think we could see ourselves working until 62, 65 um, in our in our current jobs, I am, you know, a little nervous. Just the past couple of years have been really kind of burnout years in teaching. Yeah. Um, so I'm always kind of nervous about that. I have thought about getting my CFP and helping out my just immediate <gasps> Latino community here in my small town. And I would love to, that would be a, a dream I have is to um, help out during the summertime with people's financial planning kind of in the lower income levels. Um, so that's something that I'm kind of, wondering if, you know, I'd like to invest in that um, education there. Um, But that's kind of where I see myself headed is staying and teaching, but also kind of giving back, you know, what I've learned to my community. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. 
Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. You're so great. I mean, not only are you an at-risk youth teacher, but now you're going to give back even more, which is now let's get back to, I think, what the other part of this, which is the inheritance, because it sounds like your mother did a pretty amazing job creating you, this wonderful creature who's doing what you're doing for a career and also wanting to give back. So first of all, do you have siblings? I do. I have two siblings that I'm trying to help get, um, you know, organized with with their finances. So basically, um, we inherited uh, my mom's retirement account. Some of that we've already moved into, you know, our various funds. And there's about 39,000 remaining in the in the inherited IRA. And my siblings um, have, you know, theirs. And then um, we still have my mom's condo to sell, of which, you know, each of us will probably get about 80,000. Wow. It's yeah. a big chunk of money. Tell us a little bit about your mom. Like what was, what were the things that she would like, did she have any intention around like where she wanted her money to go besides just to you? Is it something that like, would it be honoring her to, you know, sort of use some of the money from the condo sale to top off your 529 accounts? Like, what do you think? I think she would have loved a mixture of both uh, <laughs> providing for their schooling and then also um, just traveling, something that she never got to do. She died pretty young. You know, she was 62. Oh, my Um, God. She had a lot of aspirations to um, travel and and just, you know, just enjoy a little bit more um, Mm. since she worked so hard. And yeah, so... So that's, um, you know, I don't I don't really want to spend everything on travel, but I'd like to make some room for it since we haven't really prioritized that. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it sounds like you guys are completely on track to do the stuff you want to do. I have a feeling that the first thing Mark is going to tell me is to say, why isn't your husband maxing out his Roth? Is that right, Mark? He's so close. So close. Just max it out. You you know, it's fine. Just max it out. Because what I think what you should do is let's have him max that out. And now, essentially, the inherited IRA, you have a beneficiary IRA set up already? Yes. Okay. So that money will move in there. You know you have to take it out over the next 10 years, right? Yes. We're taking it over time just to stay at our 24% tax bracket. Perfect. You're right on it. Okay. So from this condo sale, will there be any expenses or do you think you'll really net 80,000? I think we'll net 80,000. Okay, great. I have an idea about how I want the 80,000 to go. You tell me what you want. Mark first. Well, I'm guessing you want to top top off the top 529 plans. Of course I do, but I don't want to do it all. So let's, what if... Mark, how much do they need to have? Are your kids going to go to California schools? I mean, my God, you got the UC system. So do I have to like pay for I, I a private so. university? I hope so. Um, I, I That's our, our, you know, our, our wishes. But yeah, we'll see. How much money has to go into these 529 plans just so they can stop contributing for a while? Uh, maybe if they're both around 80 or so. That's exactly the number I was thinking. So I want to top them off. I want them both to be at 80 grand. So you have 64 in one of them, right? And 44, is that right? Correct. 64 in the five-year-old, 44 in the three-year-old. So let's put that money aside. Let's get them both up to 80. Of that, then the next, say, um, 
let's put 18 grand in your travel fund. Okay. See, 70. And then let's put 10 grand in your brokerage account. So I think that that's right. I think so. I think it goes something like about 50 grand in the 529s, 20 grand in the travel, 10 grand or so, like whatever, whatever, however you want to do this is fine. And then we're kind of doing a few things at once. Number one, in that short term vacation house fund, you're putting a chunk of money, but you got to take vacations and do it right. So you got to honor mom and take like a great trip. Number one. Then we're kind of also taking your husband off the hook from putting more money in that brokerage account by adding that 10, right? So he can go back to maximizing his Roth and he should be a happy camper. At that point, what's interesting to me is what your your cash flow needs. If you don't, if you're not putting money in that 529, how are you managing? Are you using are you using like your bonus to put money in the 529 plans or are you contributing monthly into those? Um, we were contributing monthly. We recently stopped contributing because we thought, oh, we'll just let kind of time do its thing. Um, yep. But we also have uh, our the kids' other set of grandparents put $1,000 a year into each account. I don't know how long that'll last, but it's been going on for a couple of years. So that's a really nice okay. That's great. So then, you know, even if you wanted to, if you wanted to put like 75, you want to top them off at 75 each. And then your rest of your cash flow, I think the cash flow should go something like this. You're both maxing out your retirement accounts. And then beyond that, you know, you stop doing the kids' accounts. You now start putting extra cash flow into the non qualified or the brokerage account. And you let it rock and roll just like that. And I don't think you need to do much more than that because the, the pension is going to essentially fund a lot of your need, right? In terms of the, you know, getting your CFP whenever you want to do that, start doing it. How much does it cost to get your CFP mark if you just do, if you were to do the, because obviously Camille is a, a studier because she's an educator. So if you did self-study on the CFP, how much do you think we should set aside for that? It can't be that much money, right? Yeah, I was going to say seven to 10 grand. Okay. okay. So, so go do that. I mean, do it when you have capacity to do it. Maybe not when you have both kids home, you yeah. know, but like when you feel like you're ready to do it, start doing it and don't delay that because I think that's going to give you great. I think it's going to give you a lot of joy to feel like not only you're giving back, but you're building your own base of knowledge. It will help you in your own job, first of all, which is kind of fabulous. But also, I think that it is you you have a great interest in this and why not do it? And and I would say that you guys have done pretty much everything very, very wisely. Yes, of course, I wish you didn't have a 20-year mortgage, but you got you got it and it's cheap. And so let's not worry about that. Do you have estate planning done? Uh, you're gonna, <laughs> we, um, we did just uh. finally, <laughs> we did finally finish our, um, our documents. We're just waiting for them to get mailed. We did it online and we just need to get them notarized. Um, and we do have life insurance policies about a million each. I think you're in very good shape. Mark, is there anything else for us to add to this to this story? Because Camille has a good story. No, I was going to ask because, you know, travel is pretty is a pretty high priority to them. What, what's number, what's at the top of the list? Oh, yes. Good question. I think we just want to take the kids camping and local like state and national parks. And um, so I guess we could probably go pretty far <laughs> on that um, since it won't be too expensive. You're not a glamper. You're a camper. Uh, we're 
kind of, you know, with a, the glamorous with a camping with a three and five year old. We're a little bit of a glamper uh, family right now, just because uh, it's more convenient with the little ones. But eventually, you know, we'll we'll just do regular old camping. I I can tell you that there is not one time in my life when I've ever said I want to go camping. I have to tell you that right now. This is being a little self-disclosing, Jill. Uh, Mark, how about you? Are you a camper? I was a big camper during my high school days. I don't think I've done it since then. Uh, I mean, maybe if I could glamp. But maybe really. you guys need to come to California. The weather's a lot, uh, a lot more forgiving. <laughs> well, I was going to say that the time I went camping when I was a camper, meaning I went to, you know, like rich Jewish girl summer camp and um, they say, oh, you know, we're going to go camping. I never a camper. OK, nothing. To, so, OK, we go. It's a cold, rainy August evening. We have very bad equipment. Water is pouring in the tents. It's very unpleasant. And I wake up the next morning and I have a spider bite on my eye and my eye is swollen shut. And I am 11 years old and I go back to camp. And this is how you know I'm sassy Aunt Jill, even when I'm 11. I say to the camp director, I'm never going camping again. And he looks at me and he's like, I kind of believe you when you say that. And I never did. And I went to that camp for seven years. I never went camping again. They would go on big trips. I wouldn't go. Uh, At least it means you're a person that honors their word. Exactly right. I got a little bit lucky, though, because my father said to me, how are you getting away with not going? Because the director of the camp and his son were big tennis players. So my trade-off was instead of going camping, I had to play mixed doubles with them for seven years. So I did that. It was a good trade-off for me. It has been an absolute delight talking to you, Ms. Camille, in Southern California. We're very sorry for your loss, truly. It's just, it's uh, too young and a little too close in age to me, I have to be honest with you. Is there anything else we can do for you? No, I I really appreciate your your advice and we will take that to heart. Thank you so Uh, much. We'll keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Go get that CFP and make us proud. Okay. If you, like Camille, would like just a little bit of a a, a drill down, make sure you're on the right track, just give us a a shout. Go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact button. And when you get that contact form, it's going to say, do you want to come on the air or not? And if you do, guess what? Mark does all the rest. It's so easy. While you're on the website, please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It comes out every single Friday, also known as tomorrow for you guys. Okay? And we really do appreciate you. We so, we really do. It's So if you wouldn't mind sharing this with folks that you think would benefit from it, you can follow Eye on Money wherever you find your favorite podcast, of course. And uh, don't forget that Mark Talercio is our co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and we remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Someone may need you today, okay? Curiosity, compassion, community, that is our mantra. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.